it's the next level. No one can debate that New Yorkers owe their lives to the brave actions taken by Stormfront. Earlier today, Stormfront made an appearance at a New York City park. How many more people have to die? You guys, I have been shouting up and down the hallways at Vaught, and you know what they're doing to stop another attack? Jack Let's show Vaught what they have to do. Tomorrow morning, Vaught Square. Be your own hero. Make your voice heard. I am counting on you to show us the way. Don't let me down. Hey, panelists, welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this is a spoilerful podcast of season two of Amazon Prime's The Boys. Uh, we have both, both Mark and I have watched this entire season. We love the season. It's really great. I've got some issues with it, but we'll get into that. <laughs> but, you know, if, if, if you watched the entire season, please uh, send us some feedback. Let us know. If you haven't watched the entire season yet, what are you doing here? Like, you shouldn't even be listening to us. Go stop and go watch the entire show and then come back because that's the way we're doing this, this podcast this time is with the understanding, the spoiler full knowledge that we know what's happening all the way to the end of the season. Exactly. And this week we are covering the boys season two, episode four, nothing like it in the world. And the synopsis for this episode is milk. Huey and Annie go on a road trip to find Liberty. Franchi has relationship problems, and Homelander continues to unravel. And, yeah, uh, Franchi goes a little bit more than just relationship problems in this episode, <laughs> if you think about it. He's doing a lot of drugs, he's reaching out, and then the whole thing with uh, Milk, Huey, and Annie, that road trip was very eye-opening overall if you think about it between you know you learn things about mother's milk you see the relationship between annie and huey and uh, i enjoyed it and and also there's a lot of other things involved within this episode too because you got billy and his wife and billy's quote-unquote boss lady as it were and what he has to go through and what he wants to achieve yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, I didn't I realized it more so on this very last watch just a few minutes ago that this this there really was a lot packed into this episode that that really I think unless I know I've got a lot of notes but there's even a few things that I think is not in my notes that uh, that I I thought uh, thought interesting. So I'm I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about this episode. I'm excited as we go forward with the knowledge of of knowing what we know is going to happen at the end of the season that we can see things in this episode that uh, foreshadow the, the end of the season, but uh, you know, they, we would have no way of knowing it no. uh, when we saw it the first time. So it's kind of cool the second time to pick up on those, these little things. And, and some of it's in, I know we've got some probably in our top five, so I don't want to want to uh, reveal those things too quickly, but I, I, I said <laughs> there was one thing that occurred to me. That's not in my notes. And as I was watching it this, this last time that I, it's, it's just a funny little thing that I don't usually notice in, in shows, but the scene where Huey and Annie are talking outside of the subway station, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of extras and I think they just had them walking around the subway gate there mm -hmm. in different directions. Cause you can see the same people multiple times. Oh, big time. Walk behind. And, and a <laughs> and woman makes a, some sort of look or gesture at the, the camera. There's too, a couple bundle. of times. There's a couple of times that people yeah. spikes the spikes, the camera. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that too, which that, that, uh, that, that it, it was funny, but just seeing some of the costuming and, and recognizing like they didn't even like, 
like there was one woman who wears this big floppy hat and mm-hmm. you could definitely see her at least twice, maybe three times walking <laughs> around. So it's almost like they just told the extras, they just switched them up their different direction walking around. They just kind of blurted out just a little bit, but not quite enough that there's definitely ones that we could see. And, and like you said, the people who spike the camera, I think are the, are the, the funniest ones because uh, you'd think that would be something that they would catch, but. No, nope. uh, only know. people like us that actually watch the show more or that episode particularly more than one time will figure that one out. Yeah. Well, and thank <laughs> you to, to the to the Scrubs podcast for the the lingo, the spike the camera lingo. I had never heard that before until I listened to the Scrubs podcast and they catch they catch extras doing it all the time <laughs> in theirs. I always wondered. And as I as I listen, this is going off on a tangent, but I don't Good. care. I, I, as I was listening to the Office Ladies podcast, another cool podcast, I always wondered if it was tough for those actors when they transition to other roles not to look at the camera because they spent so long on a show where they were specifically i mean they they, they were specifically not just not just talking to the camera but there were several times in several scenes when they're supposed to spike the camera yes you know exactly. and they're supposed to look and so you wonder i wonder always wondered if it was if it was tough for them transitioning to other shows where they they couldn't do that or if it's just it's an acting thing and they just know i don't know but i i I, it's i was curious about that when i learned that term spike the camera so yeah well same here like if you look at the office if you look at john krasinski you're waiting throughout the movie a quiet place for him just to look at the camera Yeah, you keep waiting. Every time you see him not in the office, you're just waiting for him to just cock his head to the side and and give that little jim smile yeah Yeah. (laughs) now that he's all jacked up for jack ryan and well, originally he was supposed to be Captain America, but oh, nice! I didn't know that. You didn't know that part? Okay. No, I didn't know that that he was that he was slated for that. Uh, that yeah, role. he tried out for that role, and then apparently saw not Chris Evans, but Chris Hemsworth walking by as Thor in the hallway for his wardrobe mm-hmm. checkout, and he looked. He goes, "Oh, I'm not fit for this," yeah. <laughs> and he just walked away. But he did try out as. Uh, I tell you though, Jack Ryan, I thought when I, the first season of Jack Ryan, I haven't watched the second season yet, but the the first season of Jack Ryan, I thought it would be tough to see him in any other role, but he really comes into his own. He's, he's jacked. He's got that beard and uh, it it, with as Jack Ryan. He can be an action hero. That that's definitely it. And yeah, for sure. All the rumors, everybody's saying that he could be a Reed Richards and Emily Blunt, his wife playing Susan Storm. You know, that would be an interesting pair. In yeah. the Fantastic Four, I still will push that. You know, I I enjoy those that pairing, and they are a great couple, and mm-hmm. they do work well together on screen, as we know. So, but yeah, yeah I yeah yeah he does. I could see him as an uh, definitely an action role character, for sure. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So before we continue going into this rambling of like just going on and having a cool conversation we should really get into our top fives yes we should does anyone mind if i put on some music oh god you have a really good voice you can do that like wavering thing you should do on american idol vibrato you've got to be kidding me no Hey, hey, this ain't no little Vegas road trip, okay? Y'all ain't on no date either. Just chill, not your goddamn chaperone. So do you want to start? Uh, I think it's your turn. Sure, I'll start, and... My number five, well, that would be the media stuff that is presented within the beginning of the episode. We see a whole bunch of flashing going on and everything that, you know, of media posts and the news and whether it be Facebook, YouTube or whatever. The And plus, you know, the whole addition for Deep's new love interest and or wife. 
Uh, I thought that was interesting as well. Plus how Stormfront reaches out and complains storing that media hype and complains about the world and about things that are happening about the soups and I guess being misrepresented in some respect. Well, no, she's complaining about Vought not. She's trying to get people riled up about Vought not doing anything about the super terrorist, the super villains. Ah. She's she's that's what she's doing. She's yeah, no, it's not how they're represented. She wants she wants more. Remember her whole thing. This whole this whole uh, season is going to be. She wants more white superheroes. So she she wants the Vought chemical to get out there so that we can have more superheroes. And for her, you know, with her art, it's not really an arc. It's pretty steady. You know, she wants white. <laughs> she wants white uh, superheroes, you know, hashtag white. So hero or whatever, whatever Maria Menounos uh, calls it. But, yeah, that's all those memes that that Homelander is looking at. I think it's that was in my notes somewhere. When, yeah. and, and I've got that quote from her uh, when we get to quotes about how she's getting those memes taken care of. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She goes into that whole thing and spiel mm-hmm. and talks to them. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Goes, I so, have guys on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so so my number five is basically the same thing. It was just this whole when Harry met Sally kind of thing throughout the episode of these different women mm-hmm. auditioning. And, you know, we don't know until the end what's going on. We're just seeing these like audition tapes. It's it's kind of funny that that at the end when the the Gianna character is is talking and you can tell Deep is definitely uh, getting aroused and, wa- and wants <laughs> her as his wife, but yet the woman says no, it's Cassandra, and he's like the one with the creepy skeletons hugging and the hair you know yeah i I know Um, and she's like yes and i just that moment where she says where he says uh, i thought i get to choose and she goes yes you are choosing and you're choosing cassandra yeah they are choosing hello sir it's it's that manipulation (laughs) and everything that's uh, that's really good the whole thing is they they want him to have a, a wholesome image to get him back into the seven and she knows that Gianna is not gonna not going to you know exude that kind of wholesome <laughs> image uh if uh, uh even though that's the one that he wants so he likes the dirty girl yeah exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i really enjoy that scene too uh the fact that you actually bring up when harry meets sally which is so funny because you know jack quaid is dennis quaid and uh what's her name Meg Ryan's. Oh, Meg Ryan's child, yeah. and she was in when Harry met Sally. Yeah, <laughs> was it? Is it? Is it Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan? No, it's Meg yeah, Ryan yeah, and Tom yeah. Hanks. Yeah, it's no, Meg no, Ryan and, and Tom Hanks who did all the was was no Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal in when Harry met Sally. Oh, but okay. I'm just saying, okay. but it's Dennis. It's been a Quaid. long time since I saw the Dennis movie, Quaid so, yeah. and yeah, you know, and her. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're you're, you're in the show. You're you're, you're making it. You're, you're got that's the right connection. You're, I think you're correct. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty. Funny, I had forgotten that it was Meg Ryan opposite billy crystal for some reason i thought it was somebody else so yeah we all do at times so your number four my number four would be homelander and doppelganger well you know that scene Mm. that uh, that was way too creepy you know how he uses doppelganger to fuel his obsession for madeline stillwell still Mm -hmm. and uh, you know the benefit we do get to see her back again even though it's doppelganger playing her (laughs) yeah yeah but you know to basically boost his ego and what he is doing you know it's it's kind of his own little self therapy if you think that of it in that perspective or in that way that one scene when doppelganger can't hold the look and sound of you know madeline's physiology and look and speaking homelander just goes nuts change back change back and he won't even look at him like he he won't even turn around to look at him until he changes back to stillwell you know yeah yeah and he is really that shows you how really screwed up he is yeah bad enough we saw that milk drinking scene how many episodes ago and you know we see how twisted his mind is in the end yeah and that's that's you know, then there at the end when Doppelganger changes into him and he's like, this is what you really want to see. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Himself. All that stuff. I actually had to fast forward through. Yeah. Some of that this that was even a little bit creepy, too, because, you knew Doppelganger, 
He might have had a, had some homosexual tendency himself, but who knows? Yeah, yeah who knows? Who knows? Um, so my number four kind of plays right into that because it's the fact that when they're they're sitting there on the couch, they're watching Taxi Driver. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, what I thought was great movie, though. It is. It's a great movie. It's been a while <laughs> since I watched it. So I didn't actually pick up on this, but it's kind of a homage to Taxi Driver. I, I read this somewhere. This isn't mine. I'll admit I don't remember where I saw it at but uh, that you know because there's a scene in taxi driver when he goes to that political rally and he's going to yes. kill Sybil shepherds the guy that he thinks Sybil shepherd is with and mm-hmm. he stops because of all the security well in this episode we have kimiko going to that that stormfront rally to ah. kill her and then getting pulled away by frenchie mm-hmm. or or making to hesitate you know, Frenchie causes her to hesitate enough so the stormfront can can fly away. But I thought that was kind of cool that somebody I would I don't think I would have made that connection if I hadn't read it somewhere. But uh, it's it's kind of a cool little homage there. Very subliminal. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good call and that's a good pull too. Whoever brought that up. Too. Yeah. All right. So that would lead me to my number three. Yes. Which would be the journey with Mother's Milk to find information about Liberty with Huey and Starlight. You know that 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 whole. Uh, it's a whole bunch of scenes, but regardless, mm-hmm. to me, uh, I just combine them as one. And Starlight gets to know a little bit more about Mother's Milk and points it out that, you know, to Huey, that Mother's Milk is a little bit OCD. And she brings it up around the, uh, at the time when her and Huey are at the vending machine when she texts him because, you know, Huey's stuck with Mother's Milk in yeah. the hotel room, <laughs> which he did not want. And having to deal with Mother's Milk's snoring as it were (laughs) and 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 something that you know huey did not see before too it's pretty interesting to see you know hear it from somebody else yeah i had this scene is is in my top fives as well because i really i really like the way they're comparing their life kind of and he you know he's like you know i i sleep like four hours a night or she says she sleeps like four hours a night and he's like man i wish i could get four hours a night or or you know and she's like i'm eating too much and he's like i'm not eating enough and it's just this it's a very tender scene and i I love when she makes the basket and he cheers for her, you know, mm, yeah. like we've all done that. We've been like two points, but it's rare that you do it for somebody else. Like when they make the, but you know, it happens. Uh, well, that then, shows his love for her. You know that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's, it's great that uh, as they, they get later on, they kind of get together. And, uh, but then of course she shuts him down and, and is like, no, uh, we can't ever do that again. We can't, be happy and it was it was really rough because we're seeing that starlight is kind of running the it's a roller coaster for her of of trying to be this kind of undercover agent in vaught and not get caught and she's getting Mm. cornered by homelander in the in the elevators and we're gonna see either in the next see uh next episode or pretty soon where she just decides she's done and they have to dig that chip out of her you know, because she can't handle it anymore. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so I, I, that's a that's a really cool, cool scene. I love when they're in bed together and he goes to turn the light off and she says, no, I just want to dim it. And she uses her power to yep. kind of make the light dim a little bit, which we've never really seen her do that before. And we're going to see that at the end of the season when well, with that guy in his car, she's going to mm. draw power from his car. So, yeah, that's a, it's a really cool and very touching, touching scene. Yeah, a couple of other things that I liked about it. It was an interesting point of view, you know, overall mm-hmm. with the, a road trip that just brings a lot up out about these people and Starlight, you know, it's Starlight and Mother's Milk and the diner and yeah. they talk about their fathers and he he talks about his father, you know, when they would go to Baskin Robbins and yes, mm-hmm. his father has to taste everything. It was so human. It was so much of a, a getting to know you and the same thing with starlight too and he was bringing about you know because you know he's like wow you're eating a donut and she's <laughs> not allowed to eat too many donuts or anything because of diet and everything else mm-hmm. and pretty much but you know those are the memories that she clings on to about her own father and it's a good relation good feels within those scenes and including the billy joel song within the car as well mm-hmm. you know yeah, there's there's a whole lot of things in this. I love you. You mentioned about how she uh, she calls out Mother's Milk's uh, OCD, and I love how she runs it down almost like a cop. And I, you really see the detective 
yeah. in her that she really has <laughs> this kind of detective sense that she's not just one of those heroes that is is just a, a you know shoot 'em up or or whatever sunburst thing. She actually has some some cerebral parts of her where she's thinking because she like breaks it down she's like he taps the steering wheel three times when he when he changes lanes he taps the glass three times he puts you know everything is is so specific and, and she lays it out and i was i was so impressed by that that we don't see a lot of that in this this show we don't see a lot of the kind of batman type detective work being exactly. done. So I thought that was kind of cool to see that side of her, you know, and then, like you said, when they're in the car and they're singing, we didn't start the fire and which is, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Cause that was on the Stormfront album. That song was on Billy Joel's Stormfront album and we have yes. a character named Stormfront. So I thought that was kind of a cool connection there as well. Yep. So let's see, I went ahead and, and gave my number two there with your number three. So why don't we hear your number two? And then I'll, I'll, I'll give mine. Oh, okay. So yeah, well, my number two would be Butcher and his wife meeting together alone, mm-hmm. but Billy can't get over the whole super thing still, you yeah. know, it, it becomes an argument and everything. There's a lot, you, you know, that they truly love each other. Tears were both shed by both one another during that scene. They do truly care for each other. But as soon as Billy brings up the kid and being a soup and not caring for the kid that's when his wife starts to distance herself a little bit and then that's when she has to leave literally stating you know you have a minute until everybody comes and it was so hard to watch but we do see things later on that shows that you know billy still loves her and and uh, credit to the writers for at the very end of the the series or this season, you know, Billy has to take that kid onto himself, you know, because that's the last part of his wife that he would ever have, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that, that you bring that up because there was no, it's, I've got this in my notes. That I thought was interesting when they're having that conversation, when she realizes, and you know, how, I don't remember exactly how she says it, but she, he's like, no, no, I, I'll take the kid. I'll be, I'll be with him. She's like, no, no, I know you too well. I know it may not be tomorrow. It may not be soon, but so, but sooner or later, you're going to find a way to get rid of him. And because she just knows him so well, and she knows that he has such this such against superheroes that, uh, but you know, he still has Kamiko around. He's going to warm by the end of the season. He's going to kind of warm up more to starlight. So I, I think we're seeing this little shift in him of where, and that's why not just the, the fact that she's, you know, the last remaining part of his wife, but also he's starting to maybe relax a little bit on He's that. starting to understand the soups as being people. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's really what it boils down to. Billy had that issue of they're inhuman like Homelander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Homelander I- is like the epitome of what all soups are and his hatred because that's what took his wife away. And now the fact that he was, you know, throughout, like what you said, within this season, his interaction with Starlight mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of other people, too, even maybe, what was it, Lamplighter? Yeah, Lamplighter. And then, yeah, we're going to see that because he's going to see that side of Lamplighter as well, that that kind of softer side, that more human side. So, exactly. Yeah, really, really good. And there's something that I noticed when I was rewatching it earlier this week that I, I didn't pick up on initially, but the, the writers, it, I almost wonder if the writers had a meeting and they said, okay, in the first season, it was too subtle. We don't know for sure that Homelander raped her. We see her come out of the room. We see her, her. She's disheveled. She's upset, obviously, on that little yeah. security tape thing that Billy saw in the first season. And so we kind of suspect that it was rape, but then you're still not 100% sure. And then even last episode where she is very vindictive and very just angry with what uh, Homelander had done to her, that that we, we get a little bit more and we go, okay, now we're convinced we're for sure it was rape. But for some reason, I guess the, the writers really wanted to emphasize it with us. In this episode, she, she just straight up tells Billy that he raped me. And when I found out I was pregnant, I went to Vaught. I didn't go to you because I knew 
you wouldn't be able to handle it. I knew. Oh, he would go they, after Homelander yeah, right away. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I knew you would go after Homelander and that would mess everything up. Oh yeah. So it's, it's really kind of, kind of interesting. The journey, the writers have, have taken us on with this, with this topic here. Okay. So my number two, I switched up a little bit. My number yep. two is, is Stormfront. Just uh, the reveal of her as Liberty and this, they're kind of slowly doling out to us. And by the end of the season, we're going to get the full, brunt of who Stormfront is and where she comes from and how old she is. But it was one of those things that I, again, another thing that I noticed on this rewatch was the first time watching it, I I don't think I noticed the, the similarities in the voice of Liberty and Stormfront. Yeah, it was very hard. But this, but once you know that it's, that it's Aya Cash, that it's Stormfront, then you pick up on the subtleties of that the timbre of the voice is very similar. The way she's speaking is very similar, but she changes it up as Stormfront just enough so that first time, unless you're really good, and, and maybe some people are, unless you're really good at recognizing voices, that first time through, you're probably not going to catch it. But definitely no. on multiple watches, you're going to go, oh, oh yeah. I do hear it. You know? And so I'm glad they didn't, they didn't take a long time to reveal that but i i like again i, I kind of like this slow kind of thing because right now all they know is that she's she was liberty and they go okay well if she was liberty and she looks the same as she did in the 1970s and that means she's about 70 years old but what we're gonna find out is that she's actually one of the very first soups that was ever made and yeah. so she's you know born in sometime in the early 1900s or whenever it was so she's closer to 100 years old Right around uh, the Nazi. Yeah, nineteen eighteen. I, I can't remember if we get an actual year or what, but yeah, yeah. So it's it is it is. I'm kind of enjoying these little subtle little things we're getting throughout the season. That now, as we're watching it again, we can go, oh, oh I didn't yeah. pick up on that. <laughs> well, and we didn't really. We kind of got her racism. We're yep. starting to see more of that racism come out. I mean, we knew we saw it in the last episode, but we're starting to see it more, and we're starting to see that it's been a lifetime of this kind of activity, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, it's it and was more really of an good. influence on Homelander too. If you think she about is, it. Yeah. And, and I've got some more of that in my notes too, about how she's going to influence start her. She kind of not starts. She's kind of continuing her influence on, on storm, um, Homelander, Stormlander. Homelander. Well, yeah, that, well, that, that's a, that's a, a good combination too, if compared yeah. to what we see in the future. So there's, there's their relationship name. <laughs> yeah. There's a relationship name. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we're, we're putting them together, but, uh, that would put me to my number one, which would be Starlight Mother's Milk and Huey finding out about Stormfront mm -hmm. being Liberty and how they get that information from that older lady, that was a young girl at that time during that incident. And we get that confirmation that storm, you know, that Stormfront is Liberty and she is really old. Right. And she's not something what we think she is. And obviously we get the information here, but I loved it. And, you know, after watching it, I, and hearing mother's milk speech to the lady about his father oh. to get information from the lady that was so heart wrenching. Yeah, uh, that that was so deep, and her description of the events were really, really cool. And we get that flashback scene that we do, where you were referencing, where you know you could get the the voice similarities of Liberty and Stormfront, and figure out, yep, this is one and the same person. Uh, the scenes were really done well, and what had happened the night, you know, she, you know, that woman had witnessed was amazing. Yeah, and, and it's another interesting thing that we they don't show us how Liberty arrives and leaves the scene. Nope. So we don't see that now. I don't know whether she was using her electricity back then or if she had different powers or or something, but you know, it does seem that that all of the superheroes have a few, there's a few powers they all seem to have in common, which mm -hmm. is this super strength and this kind of invulnerability. These two things seem to be common to all of them. And then, then they have different, you know, individual type powers. So it's, it's, it really is kind of, kind of interesting. Well, I guess Gecko's technically not invulnerable because he's, his parts, his parts grow back, but yeah, uh, everything you know, grows back. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, I, we're done with that. Okay. My number one is uh, we've already talked a little bit about him, uh, but it's, it's Homelander. It's, it's him outing Queen Maeve and even outing her incorrectly there yes. that she's, she's not a lesbian. She's bisexual. We're going to find that out later. If we didn't already kind of know that we see him, you talked about him with, with doppelganger. Then at the end, we get even more of his kind of craziness there he's going through all those memes with stormfront and it's got the you know i think my favorite one was the one of the guy with his girl and he's looking back at another girl you know and they're like yeah. stormfront america you know it's it's, it's <laughs> so it's really kind of those those memes that are out that is really really cool that you know, she had people do for her too yeah yeah she and had then, those guys create those memes yeah exactly exactly and and you know she starts this whole thing and it's it's nice because it's subtle there where she goes, you know, she, she, she tells him at the, I guess it's right there in the room, not at the, cause it's it, the next time there's going to be a rally that they're together, but yes. Yeah. But they're in the room. Like she tells him, you know, you've got to change with the times. God knows I did. And all these things that she's, she's subtly weaving in to where she's like, if you want some help, just ask. And I'll tell you, and we've heard her kind of say that before, but now you know, he's starting to consider it because she played to his ego. She said, no, you're the best of us. You're what everybody aspires. You're what we want exactly. more of. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't put it together until the end of the season when the reveal of what she actually is, that he realizes that she's not talking about him as a superhero. She's talking about him as the blonde, blue eyed, white, you know, Aryan male, God, yeah, the Aryan that they God. Have. And, and so yeah, so it's it's really cool that we're gonna find out that his his narcissism and his uh, his it backfires literally. Yeah, it's it's eventually it's it's gonna catch up and and it's not gonna work. So well, the the best is is that final scene at the end of the season. If you look at him, you could see that he fell apart mentally. Mm -hmm. You know, you could see it in his face. Yeah, of when he saw the truth and everything that was about it. And on top of that, you know, spoilers. Obviously, if you guys are listening to this, you probably watched the whole season. Come I would on. hope so. Yeah, I'm hoping so, but give us 30 seconds. And yeah, well, you know, Stormfront <laughs> didn't take the high ground. She got Anakin skywalker if you think about it, at that end mm -hmm. scene at the end of the season, too. So, and there's speculation that she might be back in season three, even though, you know, she got Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 she's in the teaser trailer and I'm not sure what that means. So but then there's also been some, you know, some things show up that like she's she might not be. It's it's uh, that's a yeah, that's a might be one. flashbacks for all we know. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. That would be a, a way to do it with her whole is is to have a flashback like because we know and again we're spoiler full here so if you don't already know this we know that jensen ackles is going to play soldier boy yes. we don't know what that role is going to entail we don't know if he's going to be in this time period or if we're going to have or flashbacks that. i have a funny feeling to, it might be a flashback and she's there with him yeah and it might or and they could do both you know, with this compound. And then v. he comes back. Right, right. Like, we, yeah. could, we could see in the first couple of episodes, see some flashbacks to Soldier Boy and uh, Stormfront fighting each other. And then when she comes to America, you know, so we'll see. I don't know. It's, it's all speculation. Yeah, it is. But it's so much fun <laughs> to do so, <laughs> exactly. you know. Uh, so we've got some notes here. Do you just want to kind of go back and forth? I think we both have a lot of notes yeah, uh, I have a bunch, but yeah, we can some, go back and forth. Some we've already talked about, so let's just go back and forth for a bit until we, we run out. Yeah, I the first one I'll start off with would be Homelander and Starlight's talk in the elevator. Mm -hmm. How he confronts her, he states that Maeve begged him to save Starlight's life, and there are no more lies. And then he points out that she, quote-unquote, disobeyed his orders, but yet... You know, the cool thing about Annie, she stands up to Homelander within mm -hmm. that elevator. And it's not something we haven't, you know, we've really seen before with Homelander and her. Usually it's kind of passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. In this case, this was her just standing up. And I was really happy about that. And, you know, stating that, you know, Huey broke her heart mm -hmm. and that she has loyalty, which pretty much 
is the majority of the truth. But, you know, she still does love you. You know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's straight up. That's why she has to leave there. You know, it, I had this in my notes. Part of this in my notes as well is that I didn't notice until this watch that that he takes his gloves off. Mm. And and to, to I don't know if that's because he wanted to feel her skin or if he's using his nails to kind of dig into her uniform there because you know, he's got one hand kind of in he her was stomach. really creepy too the way he was caressing her, too. No, he was choking her, dude. That wasn't yeah, a so caress. He was, no, but, I mean, no, he was pushing his he, hand into her stomach. Exactly. I think he was going to like rip, like rip her liver out or but something. But there were moments <laughs> before those that where he was almost caressing her, her skin and her face and her, uh, her maybe. buttocks. I don't, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, he, I'll, maybe. I'm just telling you that it just, it was, when I noticed that he took his gloves off it, to choke her, to, as it was more of a human thing, like a yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I get he you wanted what you're that saying. Contact. Yeah. He wanted that contact for sure. So, yeah. 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 So I think the, the first one that we haven't talked about yet is we get our first uh, Almond Joy uh, reference here. <laughs> when, uh, when Black Noir sits down with the IT girl and she she offers him an Almond Joy and he just holds up the trash can. You know, uh, yep. we know from the end of the season that he can't have that candy bar. No. Nope. So uh, and then, of course, we get the 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 scene we already kind of talked about a little bit but we didn't talk about the the fact that uh starlight likes charleston oh. chew and bit of honey ew just <laughs> hey. the worst man well you know huey points that out too you you're the worst yeah, yeah. you know person to have a, a you know you have the worst taste in candy and he points it out out to annie which is pretty funny they have a good laugh about it but yeah. it's pretty funny yeah. <laughs> i did see a big bag of bit of honey at a store recently i didn't buy it no yeah <laughs> but yeah, I do I know. remember those candies as kids. I remember getting them and, and being like, oh, well, I, I always enjoy an, an almond joy every once in a while. Come on. I love almonds. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I still enjoyed the the mystery of Black Noir. So that's my mm -hmm. other note. There is yeah. something about that guy. I really hope we have something interesting next season with him, you know? Yeah. 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 Hopefully he gets out of his coma. <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> and yours that was mine have you got another one uh yeah yeah starlight and huey so you see annie and huey talk in the park as they walk it, it was a hard conversation for both of them in the very beginning mm -hmm. she was upset about hurting him but huey's determined to get things done with keeping her out of the loop yeah but they they this is a strained relationship, and you know they both love and care for one another, but it's one of those where he's trying to keep that arm's distance with her so that she's not too much involved, yeah. which I really enjoy. Let's see. We're trying to look through what we haven't talked about already. I, Billy got into that compound, really got in and out of that compound really easy. Yeah, like like they're, they mother's milk makes a big deal out of him. you storming a Vought compound by yourself with no with, and he just kind of got in and out and nobody even noticed. He got all the way to the house. Had which, sex. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is another this is this is going to bug me this entire rewatch. And I'm not going to I'm going to try not to bring it up every every episode. But it, if that compound is so huge. It's okay. tight as a whale's anus, but yeah, but nobody, yeah, he was able to get finish, in and out yeah, easily. Let, let me finish my thought. If that, yeah. if that compound is so huge that he's able to get in and out without being noticed, why don't they have some actors in there? Why don't they truly Truman show the thing and give him, give Ryan people to interact with and mm. he has a piano teacher. We already talked about that. So that obviously is some kind of Vought actor, Right who's Correct. teaching him piano lessons. Why don't they have other, like it just, it's blowing my mind. Why we haven't making, seen anything of this. Yeah. yeah I they're making you, a big deal out of the fact that it's just Becca and Ryan all by themselves in this big, <laughs> in this big compound. And I'm yeah. like, this doesn't make any sense to me. I can't, I don't, I, I mean, I, I, I understand it's been years and years but at the same time, I'm still thinking that Vought's, it just, it, it's going to be me. smarter than this, you know, yeah, in order yeah. to do something like that to being very manipulative and to yeah. train this kid for what they need. Yeah, I got you from that. I, yeah. I, I understand completely. I would love to see that. Mm -hmm. Maybe, at, you know, we said this before, maybe it had to do with the runtime of the show, what they wanted to get out there to the audience and what they had to yeah. do. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's what it was. It was just they didn't they didn't have enough time to. But I would have liked some kind of explanation 
to yeah. to understand because it just she's right yeah anyway okay i'm done that's off my soapbox <laughs> all right it's okay have you got another one we haven't talked about yet oh definitely the the billboard with the baby on it as mother milk huey and starlight pass it in the car it states quote unquote that baby you knew that is a soup and it's the little kid it's like a baby dressed in a costume and no, it's, it's a it's a pro life. It's a pro life. It's a pro life thing. Yes, no, right. It's saying that baby that you aborted might have been a soup. Been a soup. Okay. But yeah. 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 I, I, I paused it a couple times to look at the baby that I can't remember how they worded it, but it's basically it's like I said, it's a it's a pro life billboard where they're saying because and I think that's that's interesting because it shows that they've been trying to promote this idea that soups are born. Yes, know, and we now know that they're not. Then then they're not. They're yeah. pretty much fed this. Uh, to the mothers as they are or they're injected in the babies after they're born however, however yeah. they decide to do it but yeah. i thought that was a good pull for the fact that we do see this billboard and we see that in our eyes but it's only for literally like only within a couple of seconds though yeah when you do see it i thought that yeah. was a pretty cool thing <laughs> see i've got a couple more that we haven't already discussed we didn't talk about that whole when that accident that car accident happens outside of the diner and Starlight trying to be a hero, but then stop, but Huey and, and, and them stopping her and pulling her back and saying, no, you can't be a superhero right now. We've got yeah. to be low. And it, it just shows that she's going over this roller coaster of wanting to be a hero, but also wanting to blow everything up or blow up the seven at least, you know, and we're going to see that roller coaster. That struggle. Yeah. She, and we're gonna she's see struggling be mm-hmm. between of being a hero in the world. Mm-hmm. And doing what's right for others, but not giving away who she is when she's incognito, yeah, you know? Exactly, exactly. And we're going to see this all come full circle, you know, when she has this at the end of the season, when she kills this man. And so, like, you, I think you said last, I hope we see something in the next season of her dealing with that uh, that guilt. Yeah. The last one I would have would be Frenchie going on the deep end with drugs. You know, mm-hmm. we see him suffering. He's doing cocaine. He's... You can see he's a a lot out of it, too, through a couple of scenes, and you can tell he's suffering. He reaches out to someone that he was once with before, but try to use utilize that person as almost like a uh, a therapist in some mm-hmm. respects. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Because of his issues with Kumiko, uh, Kimiko, and yeah. he, he needs to figure things out with his feelings for Kimiko and what happened with Kimiko's brother because he's still struggling. And he's being torn apart within mm-hmm. pretty much why I like Frenchie and Mother's Milk so much because they are so human and are pretty much real and the really good part of the boys, as it were. Yeah, in my exactly. Opinion. Exactly. The only last thing I've got that we haven't already discussed or I haven't I didn't bring up was I had totally forgotten about the character of Doppelganger. So they completely fooled me when Elizabeth Shue showed up. I was like, what is she alive? <laughs> and I was like, I was just like the first time I watched it going, what is going on? He killed her. He burned her head in half. How is she here? And then when we get the reveal that it's Doppelganger, I was like, oh, I totally forgot about that guy. I so, knew I, I remembered it right away. I yeah. was like, yep, that's Doppelganger. Why are you doing these weird things with Doppelganger? <laughs> yeah, I, I totally, totally, totally forgotten about it. All right, and so it got... shows a lot about Doppelganger too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So we've got some quotes. Yes, uh, I'll start with my first one. You have more than I, so I did. Yeah, well, you worked harder than I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my first one would be. To fathers and sugar, and that would be the toast that Starlight and Mother's Milk have after they talk about their fathers and how they connected with one another within that scene, within that, that diner. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so my first one was uh, just Mallory there at the beginning. She says, we can't have anonymous skull exploding assassins walking around. And I just, I, I love the dialogue, the dialogue they have sometimes on this show, just what the writers have picked out and how they've, they've done it. Another one that was really good is uh, when when Billy and M.M. are talking about him wanting to leave and go get Becca and he's going to go mm-hmm. off into the wind. He says, kids a weepa. Don't want him to get snot all over me shirt or me jacket. I don't want him to get <laughs> snot all over me jacket. I thought that was I thought that was just a, I laughed every time I heard him say that. So. Uh, my, my last one would be that one lady in the interviews for the deep uh, being his wife saying, quote unquote, I fucking hate Ed Sheeran. She had that tattoo on her arm. Oh yeah, and that's goodness. just rough. Honestly, come on. I like Ed Sheeran. What? It's like what? 
what do people have against this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've got a few more. I, I really, really liked when when MM turns off the radio when Huey and Annie are singing. We didn't start the fire. He says, "Hey, hey, this ain't no little Vegas road trip, okay? Y'all ain't on no date either. Just chill. Not your GD chaperone." So I just, again, it was another one of those moments that I'm just like, and then we've already discussed a little bit about this one. The, the one from uh Stormfront when she says you spent $273 million on that saving America BS. And I am running circles around you with five guys on laptops, churning out memes. <laughs> I practically pay them with Arby's gift cards. Yeah, so, I got that one. That that was a good quote. That was a good poll. I don't want to finish the whole quote because it makes me sad for America because she's right when she talks about <laughs> when she talks about you don't need 50. What did she say? 500 million people loving you. You need 5 million or 50 million people loving you. You need 5 million that are pissed. And I yeah. just that's just uh, that's, we, yeah. Yeah. We see that in these current days. But yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, we already kind of talked about it a little bit. When we talked about deep when he said Cassandra, the one with the hair and the creepy skeletons hugging story. So that was and that's a real thing. I looked it up. I actually Googled it and looked it up. They did find these skeletons in Italy somewhere that are entwined and they're called the whatever he called them, the Verata or whatever she called them, the hugging. Yeah, uh, it's a real thing. I didn't realize it was a real thing. I, thought I, they, I, I remember it, but I didn't realize what she was referring to after yeah. like like the third watch. Right, right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So no feedback this week. Nope. So uh, we should go into our podcast recommendations. Absolutely. I've just got, uh, actually, I've got two. Uh, one is TV Podcast Industries. They just wrapped up their coverage of The Boys Season 2 and uh, their coverage of Lovecraft Country Season 1. They're going to take a few weeks off, and I'm not sure what they're coming back with after that. I haven't listened to their uh, Boys wrap-up podcast. And the other one is I've been listening to, uh, I'm a, a, a Patreon of a group called Bald Move. They do a Fargo podcast that's been really good. If you're not watching season four of Fargo, or if you're not a fan of Fargo, that's okay. But uh, so far with Chris Rock and Jason Schwartzman, uh, Fargo season four has been really good. Well, the seasons of Fargo have always been highly rated and highly mm -hmm. regarded by a lot of my friends. I really need to get into that. I, I want to go back and, and watch them again because there's it's it's one big universe, basically. Like they don't have direct ties to the the seasons don't don't usually have direct ties to each other but you you can tell they're all like in the same universe yeah they're within that same realm which is pretty cool yeah uh, another one that i've been watching like you you said fargo i had to jump in katie sackoff who i follow on twitter and every once in a while i'll get like a message from her saying hey why aren't you watching this so she started a show on netflix called another life i started jumping into that yes and season one of that is was excellent it's and amazing they're shooting, they're shooting season two right now i believe and and when i watched that last episode the other day i was like oh my god i gotta i i want season two now <laughs> she's hot too man i'll i'll admit it she's hot yeah. So. And and the fact that Selma looks really good in it too. Yeah, she She's considering all her ailments and what's going on with mm -hmm. her. She really acted her ass off on that, yeah. and I just love her for that fact. Yeah, I actually have a. I I bought into a charity thing, and I have a. I need to get it framed one of these days. I have a autographed Another Life poster. Oh, her and uh, that I, I. They did some charity thing where you had to give so much money, and you got an autographed poster. So. That's pretty cool. I yeah, mean, if, that's if, a, I need to. That's another one I need to go back and rewatch. Yeah, it's to me. There's so much within that show. You got to watch it. So if you're into that whole sci-fi stuff, it, it's something that's really cool, and it's something I recommend for uh, yeah. any of your listeners to watch if you can. Same it's trippy with Fargo. too. You really it is gotta, trippy. You got to pay attention. Yeah, you do. On. Yep. So my podcast recommendations. Well. First off would be Strange Indeed with Paik and Rima and their continued coverage of The Haunting of Blind Manor. And I have to catch up, honestly, personally. I, <laughs> I'm on episode four right now, so hopefully I'll be able to get some sort of feedback into them soon. Uh, I really need to send some feedback, so I will do that at the end of this week, hopefully. And the last one I would have would be Daphne and Paik on the Run For Your Lives podcast on the Pyrocore Entertainment Network. And, you know, this week, 
this week's episode that they have out for Run For Your Lives, I'm a guest on it. So we talk about Dante's Peak. So that's already up and out for you guys to listen to if you're interested. And if you like a movie with Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton, it's it's pretty cool and it's fun. It's a good disaster movie, in my opinion. Yeah, you guys you guys made me appreciate it a little bit more after listening to the podcast. I kind of appreciate <laughs> the fact that they went into such realism, at least with the 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 uh the volcano and, and stuff like that. I mean, not all realism, but they, they had some, you know, using the technology and that kind of stuff. I thought it was really cool. I, I didn't know that they went into that kind of detail and they, they had people, you know, letting them know what was the right way to do things and stuff. So yep, that was cool. Yeah. Cool. So to submit your feedback uh, for us, we love to get feedback. We don't get it very often, but we love it when we get it. So you can hear us on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast player of choice you have out there, you'll find us on. But please send us some feedback. You can get to our, our website at panels2pixelspodcast.com. That'll redirect you to our Facebook page. And uh, you can also leave us feedback on our Facebook page, which is just facebook.com slash panels to pixels. You can also email us. We love to get emails. We love to get voicemails through our email. You can email us at panels to pixels one at gmail.com. That's panels to pixels one. The TO is spelled out right in the middle. The number one at gmail.com. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail at 845-350-2095. We also use YouTube to put out these podcasts. So if you like to listen to podcasts on YouTube, we're right there. Panels to Pixels podcast. Subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Next week, we have episode five of the second season. So send us your feedback on any of the episodes. But, uh, you know, let us know which one so we can make sure we match it up to the right, right episode that we're covering that week. But uh, we'd love to hear about your thoughts about the whole season. If that's what you want to tell us, whatever, just, uh, you know, give us, give us what you tell us. Talk to us, people. (laughs) Yeah, don't be shy. No, don't. Yeah. And where else can listeners hear us? Well, I can be found right here on Panels to Pixels, as well as sending out audio feedback to other podcasts that I love that my friends do. And you could also hear me on a, another podcast called Adrenaline Cinema on the Pirate Core Entertainment Network. And you could hear Steve there as well. He was on a Lethal Weapon episode, and he'll be on the next one, not next one, but a future one, which will be covering Commando. And that'll be cool when we do that. So the podcast is about those action, adventure films, pure action, suspense, and anything that gets your adrenaline going while watching these movies. So I have fun with that. It was a different platform and a different kind of podcast to do. So I'm having fun doing that. And Panels to Pixels will remain on the Next Level Podcast Network. So stay tuned here and we will keep you up to date or just check out the Pyrocore Entertainment website and just check us out up there. Yes, and I can be heard. I watch way too much TV, and I love to hear the sound of my own voice, apparently. So I send voicemails to various podcasts that our friends do, and they they love playing my voicemails sometimes. And <laughs> I, I, you know, I get little feedback from other people that they appreciate my voicemails on podcasts. So that's I always cool. do. I get encouragement. I get encouraged by that. So you can hear that. Obviously, I'm going to be here every week on Panels to Pixels unless I'm on vacation or Mark decides to kick me off. I don't know. No, um, that won't happen. No, and occasionally no. you'll hear me on the Adrenaline Cinema podcast as well. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, you'll definitely be heard there as well. So pretty much that's our show this week and i just want to thank everyone for listening i'm mark and i'm steve and this was panels to pixels and we'll see you on the next panel good night everybody good night